0: Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day, this opportunity to freely gather here and worship you as this church, as this community of faith. And God, I pray as we examine this scripture, as we continue in our worship into our day and our week, that we would open our hearts and minds, our ears and our lives to that which you have for us. Lord, may my words truly be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're continuing kind of our journey here through the lectionary, and in September we're going to begin an examination of the minor prophets, looking at some of these smaller prophets, these shorter books of the Bible, examining what they mean and their message, and looking at some specific passages. And of course, we well, really love to have you be a part of that. This morning you heard me uh, read this passage both in the NIB and the message. And I will say this passage, I believe, to be one of the pinnacle passages of the New Testament. Perhaps one of the most important passages in all the Gospels. That this exchange that Jesus has with his disciples, that so much hinges on this. What's happening here is really important. More important than we might realize at face value. And so I want to look at this passage. I'm not necessarily going to go verse verse by verse, as I do sometimes, but give you a scope of the passage, but journey through it. And so you're certainly welcome to look along if you would like, if that's helpful for you. But here they are, Jesus and the disciples alone. It's important to understand, again, they have some alone time. It's an intimate setting. It's just them together. And Jesus asks this question. Who are people saying I am? What's the word on the street? What are people saying about me? Jesus wants to know the crowds, the general population, perhaps the officials and the religious leaders and the everyday common man, what the kids, what are people saying about Jesus? What, what's the rumor? What's the word? What's the reputation? understand this is a small area and what Jesus was doing was significant and so there was certainly a reputation. And I know that that happens. That happens in our own community, right? As, as someone who serves in Auburn and has kids who go to the Garrett School District, I've observed two communities where you know, you know Things and you, and you kind of know what the word is about certain situations, certain things going on. So Jesus is simply asking the disciples the questions. What's, what's happening? A lot of times I joke that the real church business happens in the parking lot. So perhaps Jesus is asking, what's, what's being talked about in the parking lot or the coffee shop or the gym? Because Jesus knows there's a reputation. We all have a reputation. In fact, we probably have several. Some we might like, and some we don't like. I can't tell you how many times I will have this encounter where I'll bump into somebody and go, oh, you're that guy. And, 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 my, and my reaction first, my heart sinks. I'm like, uh-oh. What thing comes next? And whether it's about my kids, or being a pastor, or more often than not, the color orange, I, I, I learned something, Right? And so Jesus is is trying to learn something here. So he says, what is the word about me? And they list these four characters. They're all prophets, specific and general prophets. And that's the reputation that Jesus has at this moment. That everyone recognizes that there's something significant about Jesus. That perhaps even the cynics then knew that he was just not another guy, not just a, a crazy man. But at the very least, he was a prophet. You see, I don't think things have changed much from then to today. Jesus has a reputation. Jesus, uh, People have an impression of Jesus, just as they do us, just as they do church. But in this case, the disciples pointed out the prophets. But then we have this next moment. Verse 15. And I will argue that this may be one of the most significant moments in verses in all of Scripture. Jesus looks at the disciples and says, Who do you say that I am? Thank you for the information, but now I'm asking you. Who do you say that I am? Now understand what's happening here. A lot's happening here. Jesus isn't fishing for information like he was in the last question. This is a very direct question, but it's not just a question for the disciples, I'm going to argue. It's a question for us all. And Jesus isn't asking for kind of a a simple response. Because understand that In this moment, Jesus is asking those who are closest to him, those who have traveled with him, those who have been around him the most, those who have seen him in all the moments of his life and ministry, what about you? Who do you say that I am? It's not just a question of information. It's not just a question of head or heart. It's also a question of relationship. You see, this question is really a question of relationship. Sure, head and heart, too. Not just in their heads, who do the disciples think he is, but in their hearts, who do they think he is? But more importantly, their relationship with him. Who is he to them? Jesus says to the disciples, that's great, but in your life, who am I? And this is why this is the most important question. In fact, every question Everything in the universe hinges on this. It's the most important question that any of us will ever answer. And everything in all creation has or will answer this question. Who do you say that Jesus is? Because everything on earth and everything past earth, everything in heaven hinges on this question. Our faith, our very life, our salvation hinge on this question. Who do you say that Jesus is? You see, Jesus doesn't ask questions often. And because of that, and because of who Jesus is, when Jesus asks the question, perhaps we might want to note that that's really important. Who do you say that I am? And the truth is, One way or another, we're all going to have to answer this question if we hadn't. The truth is, I think we answer this question more than once. I think that we answer this question frequently, sometimes daily. Who is Jesus? Not just in our head, not just in our heart, but in our lives. Who is this Jesus to us? Because it changes everything. Our perspective, our attitude... Our mission, our vision, how we interact with our families, with our friends, with strangers, it all hinges on this. The most important question in the scripture, the most important question in all of the universe Who do you say this Jesus is? And so this moment is powerful and profound. It's a deep moment, it's a moment that matters. And I recognize that so many times I feel Jesus looking at me and saying, who do you say that I am? Peter, of course, speaks up first. We've talked about Peter a bit, so we're not surprised to know that Peter is the first to speak. But Peter, besides being a verbal processor and being the one who often speaks first, he's not just speaking for himself, he's speaking for the whole group. He's kind of the the leader and the spokesperson, and so he answers the question. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. This is some really good theology here. It's a head answer. It's a heart answer. And this notion that Jesus is the living God is an answer for our lives, too. It's an answer about their relationship with Jesus. You are our living God. You see, so oftentimes we allow the crowd to determine who we are. We allow the crowd or the word on the street or what others think of us to determine our identity, to determine what we think and feel about ourselves, how we react and interact with others. And so in this moment, we see Jesus kind of reminds us that there is a different way. I, I fall victim to this from time to time. In fact, in, in the, the difficult challenge that has been our adoption process, we, we've hit a moment or two where there, there have been some misunderstandings or some messages about who I am or who we are that, that when I hear or see them, I know that they're absolutely not the truth. In fact, they're so out there that it's almost laughable. Yet, for a moment, for a moment... I I get caught up in that. For a moment, I think and and start to believe that maybe that's it. And the truth is, I think we all do that from time to time. When we look at other people's perceptions of us individually, as a culture, as Christians, maybe groups that you're a part of, you, you get caught up in that. But then quickly... I or we, regroup and we look to those that know us the best as Jesus did, look to those that, that love us, and get a real understanding of who we are. Such a moment here that Jesus has in an intimate moment with the disciples. He was trying to find out if they got it, if they understood what was happening. He was trying to understand and have them speak not for him, but perhaps mostly for themselves. What their heart felt, but also to start to think about what their relationship with Him meant. And you see, it's not just a question for them, it's a question for us. And not just in church this morning, not just when we come across this passage, but each and every day and each and every moment. Who do you say that I am? Because what we believe about Jesus isn't just a matter of theology. It's not just a matter of heaven versus hell. It's a matter of our very lives. What we prioritize, how we see ourselves, how we see the world. And when we have a relationship with Jesus, when we can look to Jesus and with our head and our heart and our lives, when we can answer this question of who Jesus is to us, everything is different. Everything changes. Everything. Who do you say that I am? And then Jesus, of course, after Peter answers the question right, and I'm sure Peter was proud in this moment, he goes on to share some things with them. Some strong language I would uh, say here. He points out that the only reason that Peter knows this is because God has shown him this. We don't figure this out on our own. We know about Jesus because Jesus shows himself to us. So he points out this truth to Peter that we only know this because of what God shows us. But then he goes on and he points out a couple things to us. And I think there are two things that Jesus says here that help us to understand what happens when we answer this question, who do you say that I am? When we pursue, accept, and embrace this living God, our Christ, the Messiah. And it comes here at the end of the passage. First, of course, before that, Jesus points out that nothing, if we know who Jesus is, nothing is individuals and nothing in the church will be able to overcome us. That if we as individuals and we as a church know who Jesus is and focus on that, it says, even the gates of hell will not be able to overcome. Strong language there. But Jesus points out these two things. If, if we really can answer this question of who do you say that I am to know who Jesus is, we first know our identity. He points out to Peter who he really is in this moment. When we know Jesus, we know who we really are, regardless of what we think or feeling, regardless of our successes or failures, regardless of the word on the street. If we know who Jesus is, we know who we really are because our identity is only found in Christ, in Christ alone. And secondly when we look at this and we can answer this question, the promise of Jesus here is this, that we will have access to the kingdom of God. That everything we could ever want, everything that we could ever need, everything that God has for us, we have access to that. We have the keys to the kingdom. That anything becomes possible. And so... You know, I read this passage and I realize I could look at it and just see it as a simple question of clarification. But it's so much more. You see, because everything hinges on this. Everything. Everything hinges on knowing Jesus. Who do you say that I am? Jesus doesn't just look to the disciples in this intimate moment. Jesus looks to us, each and every one of us. Who do you say that I am? And my prayer is that in those moments and in each day and at every opportunity, with our head, with our heart, and with our lives, we can answer that question. That we can know this living God, the Christ, the Messiah, and be in relationship with this Jesus. Because everything, everything in our lives, everything in the church, everything in the universe hinges on this question. Who do you say that I am? Let us pray. God, we thank you for this encounter the disciples had with you and the reminder of the question. And God, we pray that we might examine that, examine our heads and our hearts and our lives, that we might know you And be in relationship with you. That as individuals, as families, and as a church. That our focus, that our lives, that the answer to the things that matter, that our identity would be found in Christ and in Christ alone. It's in that name of Jesus we pray. Amen.